0: Well, it is Tuesday once again and the thing we do every Tuesday is we get an update on breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East, given that Israel is such a vital part of what happens in the end times prophecy, a vital part of what God's dealings with humanity beginning with his people. And Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines, looking at those headlines that affect not only Israel, but the broader Middle East. And Ron's back with us. Hi, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with Lebanon. Huge explosion there in Lebanon. And the fallout from that is continuing. Now the Lebanese Prime Minister, Hassan Diab, has resigned over the Beirut explosion.
1: Yeah, the uh, Prime Minister resigned on Monday afternoon yesterday following the resignations of several other top ministers and effectively he brought to a close the Lebanese government as we knew it before. Diab referred to the catastrophic explosion at the port of Beirut last week calling it a crime that occurred due to widespread corruption and called for those responsible to face the consequences. Nine lawmakers and four ministers resigned over the past week, most recently including Justice Minister Marie-Claude Naim on Monday morning. In his resignation announcement, Diab said reform seemed impossible because the system of corruption in Lebanon has grown larger and more powerful than the government itself. I might suggest here that uh, France, along with America, England and others were looking at providing financial relief into Lebanon, but refused to give it to the Lebanon government, wanting to go directly to the people. And and I think the undermining factor there is that they were scared of corruption and the money being misused.
0: Well, uh, Ron, just as a little aside here, and I'm not sure whether you know about how Lebanese, uh, the political system works there, but uh, the whole government resigns Uh, Do they have elections? How do they decide who governs the people in Lebanon? Any ideas?
1: I don't know what the way forward is going to be, but the people have been calling for a revolution uh, and uh, they're very upset and very disturbed and I think you'll find that the corruption comes about because the terror group Hezbollah has more power in Lebanon than the government and I think that's going to be forced into a change.
0: Okay, well, uh, let's talk about headlines and the terror group Hezbollah because uh, in Israel, the television reporting is saying that Hezbollah wanted Beirut's ammonium nitrate for its war with Israel. Is that just propaganda or I'll ask you that after you give us the headlines. What are the headlines are saying?
1: Well, they're saying Hezbollah apparently planned to use the ammonium nitrate stockpile that caused a massive blast at Beirut's port last week and they were going to use it against Israel in what they called the Third Lebanon War. Uh, This is a a story publicised on Israel's Channel 13. The report was broadcast hours after Hezbollah's leader, Nasrallah, gave a speech categorically denying that his group had stored any weapons or explosives at the port. Ammonium nitrate is used in the manufacture of explosives and also is an ingredient in making fertiliser. It's been blamed for massive industrial accidents in the past and was also a main ingredient in a bomb that destroyed a federal building in Oklahoma City in 1995. Last year, reports in Israel claimed that the Mossad had ticked off European Intelligence Agency about Hezbollah storing caches of ammonium nitrate for use in bombs in London, Cyprus and elsewhere. The Channel 13 report detailed Hezbollah's previous connections to ammonium nitrate, including incidents in Germany and the UK. In London in 2015, following a Mossad tip-off, British intelligence found four Hezbollah operatives with three tonnes of ammonium nitrate held in floor sacks. A similar process led to discovery in Germany of Hezbollah operators with enough ammonium nitrate to blow up a city. And out of that, Germany banned Hezbollah, calling it a terrorist organisation.
0: Ron, let me come back to my suggestion at the beginning, before we heard the headline there. Uh, This idea that I thought maybe even from the Israelis, it could be a little propaganda that suggests that Hezbollah might have that ammonium nitrate Uh, for a war with Israel, but the fact of its proximity and given the reason why, who would Hezbollah attack from being there in Lebanon? uh, Clearly you put two and two together and Israel is likely to have been the target if that was Hezbollah ammonium nitrate.
1: There's a lot of uh, complications, a lot of investigations to follow the whole explosion Uh, One situation was a Russian ship uh, was in the port for seven years and there's some suggestion that uh, money changed under the table to allow that to happen. Uh, And I think further investigation, I believe the Mossad uh, are very strongly believing that Hezbollah was setting up a a campaign to attack Israel and that this stockpile uh, was going to be used in that attack. I heard in the Jerusalem Post this morning uh, that certain actions have been taken to secure the ammonium nitrate so that no forces can get hold of it before the investigations take place.
0: Okay, let's move on because COVID-19 is continuing to cause havoc and August is set to be Israel's deadliest COVID-19 month. What are the headlines saying here, Ron?
1: Yeah, I saw a report this morning saying the uh, worldwide coronavirus uh, pandemic has reached 20 million people uh, in the last couple of days. Israel is trending to have one of its most deadly months since the start of the pandemic in new data supplied by the health ministry. The report comes despite reports by both newly appointed coronavirus commissioner, Professor Ronnie Gamzu and Health Minister Yuli Edelstein that Israel had flattened the curve. In July, there were 977 patients hospitalized in a serious condition, as opposed to 481 in April. In April, the majority of serious patients were over the age of 65, whereas in July, the majority were between the ages of 18 and 65. As of Sunday morning, there were 24,000 433 people with active cases of coronavirus, 763 new cases within one day. Hospitals are straining under the weight of the virus. The latest daily report by the Health Ministry shows some hospitals are at more than 100% capacity. Uh, This is a severe crisis for the Israeli uh, government.
0: Surely is. Ron, let's talk government for a few moments here and what the headlines are saying. We've been following uh, over just recent times a number of elections in Israel and uh, things are not especially stable, but there is some level of uh, critical compromise proposal that's giving hope to Israel now to avoid uh, new elections again. What are the headlines saying here?
1: Yeah, you can only say the uh, unity government is not very united. In a potentially dramatic development, Prime Minister Netanyahu agreed on Sunday to grant the Likud support for initial votes in the Knesset on a compromise proposal that could prevent holding a fourth election in 19 months. The proposal would postpone the deadline for passing a state budget from August 25 to November. The bill is expected to be brought to a vote tomorrow. We're giving it a chance, Netanyahu said. His support came after a conversation with Knesset Speaker Yareb Levin. This is a very important step of goodwill, but it's far from being a solution to the problem, Levin told Army Radio.
0: And Ron, uh, I think this is a good news story to end your report today. Israel wins big at the International Chemistry Olympiad. What's this one about?
1: Israel's chemistry team that was trained at the Technion has been awarded a gold medal, two silver medals and a bronze medal at the International Chemistry Olympiad, which was recently online due to COVID-19. Over the past week, 240 young girls and boys from 60 countries around the world participated in the 52nd International Chemistry Olympiad. The event was held via Zoom due to the ongoing pandemic. The state of Israel has been participating in the Olympiad since 2006. It was an outstanding achievement by the little country and showed once again the wonderful academic qualifications encouraged throughout Israel's education system.
0: Well, Ron, always appreciate your updates and I know that there are a lot of listeners who listen out for this update each Tuesday given the importance of Israel in the history of all humanity and God's dealings and purposes with mankind and, uh, his, pe- and his people and their purpose. And uh, thank you so much for the update on breaking news as it happens in Israel. Ron, thanks for being with us once again on 2020. Thanks,
1: so mate.